Good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, your host for this Hacking the Red Circle conversation, where we talk to people in the TEDx world you'll want to know better. The show is designed to learn what it takes to produce, organize, promote, and create a world-class event. If you're an experienced organizer, you'll get some great tips. Veteran organizers share lessons they've learned so that first-timers can avoid common missteps. There are hundreds of amazing people in the TEDx universe, and we talk to a lot of them. If this is your first time to the show, welcome. We produce Hacking the Red Circle every week. You'll want to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Now, on with the show. The last few weeks, I've been traveling all over the world, and uh, I'm very, very fortunate to be able to have an interview here in Santa Barbara and joining me today, actually in a studio, which is fantastic, is Kiki Tolls. She is the um, – are you the producer? What's your actual title? Are you the curator? What is I'm it? I'm the uh, student executive producer. Perfect. I love that. Student for TEDx Laguna Blanca. TEDx Laguna Blanca. Tell School. us what Laguna Blanca – oh, it's, so that's the actual license name is Laguna Blanca School. Yes. That's a long thing to put in an yes. email, isn't it? <laughs> it it does get very long. I, I can't tell you how many times I've had to type that out in an email subject. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Ted wants to make it clear that we are a youth event and is being put on by a school. And we've done um, – well, we're into our 60th show now and I'm really interested in uh, youth events. We've had uh, TEDx uh, Linus is, uh, was a youth event. We did TEDx uh, Columbia, which is a youth event where he's actually rallied 50 counties wow. in uh, South Carolina to where every school gets a TED talk to discuss every week during the school year. And then there is a, um, a competition, if you will, like an essay contest type mm -hmm. of thing. And two kids from each school get to come to the main TEDx event that he does. Wow. It's just crazy. It's, like, it's uh, in the back catalog, listener. You can go find that. And so I'm, I'm really interested uh, uh, several things. W one is that um, – Let's start with – because your event hasn't happened yet. So we're recording this in the 1st of December in 2017 because people may listen to this two years from now. <laughs> and your event is uh, seven weeks from now. Yes. Not to put a fine point on it. January 31st. Exactly. So you're, you're, you're eight weeks out and it's going to be very, very close. So I would like to start with tell me how you learned about TED and TEDx and – how did you even know what it was? Well, to be honest, for many, many years, I would just be in class and a teacher would say, hey, we're going we're gonna to listen to a TED Talk or we're going to watch this cool TED Talk. And for a long time, I never really thought of TED as this full organization, this, this huge platform that puts out these events. I just thought there were a few videos on the internet and that was all it was. Um, but then a few years ago, I learned a little bit more. And, and it was actually last year when some teachers at Laguna Blanca approached me about the idea of our school obtaining a license and then putting on a TEDx event ourselves. And, and so, was that a conversation with just you or was it a, a group of you that – was this Anna? This was Anna Aldridge, who is our uh, faculty supervisor, and then right. also Paul Shement. Right. 
who is another teacher at our school. But but yeah, I'm I'm not sure the the entire inner workings, but I I do know that they approached me and a few other students who who they know to be interested in event production and putting on this full project, kind of taking it on our shoulders. So what was your first reaction to that? I said, great. I mean, at that you were point, in. I, I, I didn't know everything that I know now about what it takes or even what a TED event really is. But I said, great, because I, I, I love the thought of being able to put on something real. I mean, because sometimes in school you're doing, you're doing calculus homework or you're conjugating French verbs, but it's always sometimes hard to see the the direct application to, to you know, a future it's all down theoretical. The line. Exactly. Right. So yeah, so I was this in. Is, this is a real deal. So how is it organized? It's a it's a class. It is a class. Yes. So we meet just as much as I would meet in my calculus class, for example. Um, but it's run a little bit differently uh, because there's not assignments and tests as you would as you would think about. It's just a class where we where we work and we dive into. Um, Whatever we have to do in terms of finding speakers or so. When did you start? Was this a September start, or yes. were you clued in last semester, last earlier in the year that this was coming? So you were kind of percolating on the idea. There was a few of us who kind of who who were percolating as you as you put it over the summer, um, but it was really September we we started, and it's kind of been nonstop since then. And I had the uh, good fortune to come out and talk to all of you and I felt it was I wanted to give you like the big picture (laughs) of everything you're doing and to get a sense of did you understand how big of an effort this was (laughs) right yeah um it's it's crazy I mean when you when you step back you realize not only how important it is to make sure you get everything in order for your event and how big and how long everything takes but it's also important that when you step back you Think about how how important it is that you're doing this, and that you have the opportunity to put those ideas out there for your community and to bring your community together. That's your why. I <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. So there's there's another learning for you though is at the top of the food chain of this, right? So now you're having to think about organizational management and design and team building and you might actually want to go and listen to a few of the back episodes because we okay, yeah. we talk about how do you hire? How do you build the team? How do you motivate your team? How do you keep them interested? How do you think about user experience? All of those 37 different skills you have to be good at, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, to get going. Do you, uh, so tell me how you're organized. How, uh, what groups do you have? Well, for this first year, we've split our class up into different teams. So, for example, um, I am the student executive, but I am also on a team of other student producers. And we kind of keep an eye out on all the other groups and manage the big picture. But other groups have specific jobs. For example, we have a curation team who yep. is specifically for selecting speakers and then coaching those speakers. We have an event managers team who kind of covers everything from parking spaces to green room to event um, seating. And then we have the design team who's working on um, our posters and our interactive galleries and our stage setup. And then we also have a communications team who, who focuses on the media aspect and getting our, our name out there and uh, working with local medias. 
And your event is a hundred people license, right? Uh, it's yes for a license of a hundred more. Right, yes. right, right. Exactly. Um, how? W- 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 other than the volume of work, because <laughs> that there's just it's hard to know right. how much there is. What is what surprised you about this? A good a good surprise. A good surprise. Um, I think one of the best surprises is how rewarding something feels, especially something that you've never done before. I had a friend who recently, for the first time ever, had to send in an email to a big T-shirt company asking for a discount because we are a a youth event and we were, you know, really, we would really love to partner with them and and get their support with a discount. He'd never done it before and he was terrified. And I helped him and we drafted an email, sent it in. The next day he comes flying at me across the quad and he goes, they've responded and we're getting a huge discount. And he was so proud of himself. So I I think some of the, the biggest, best surprises are when something works out and you've never done it before, but you, you, you come up with this amazing achievement. That's a really amazing feeling. I love. I thousand percent agree on that. <laughs> what? How much? So you said you're also on a team. Which one of the? You're, so you're managing the team leads who right. are managing teams. Are you involved in any one of these other teams? Is there an area that's kind of captured your interest? Well, uh, I mean, I I kind of think it's all interesting, which I guess okay. is why as I'm okay. a, a student executive because I really want to be involved in, in all the different areas yep. from speakers to our website to our stage design. Um, but I can tell you that as an executive producer, we're also in charge of sponsorship and securing yep. those partnerships. So I, so I, I am interested in, in, in that and in, in kind of reaching out to the community and see how other uh, industries or businesses, or organizations and individuals can help. How's that going? Us. You know, I'm not going to lie. It's a lot harder than I thought it was. But yeah. we've had some successes. And um, so we're thinking it's it's going to all work out in the end. But it's definitely, definitely a learning curve, you know, figuring out how to send out those emails and follow up with those calls. It's, not, it's nothing I thought I would be doing at, at 16. But and we don't train you for sales. <laughs> no, you definitely, we definitely don't. Not in my pre-calculus class. But, <laughs> but I'm glad I have TEDx to, to learn those Right. Skills. That's a huge, it's a huge leg up, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so how many speakers? Uh, we Right now we have about 15 speakers. Now that's aggressive. Yeah. Um, one of the things we wanted to to do with our event is bring in a bunch of speakers, but for our event to specifically limit their talks to pretty much no more than 10 minutes. Uh-huh. And the idea is to just get an array of different people and backgrounds and ideas so that because our event is youth and a large part of our audience will be middle and high school students. Yeah. If, if an audience member is bored of a speaker, well, they're only on the stage for a few more minutes. And then there are tons of different other speakers to kind of capture your, your interest. So. How have you um, structured the d- diversity? I don't mean gender, race, ethnicity, diversity, but diversity of ideas. How did you specifically tackle that topic? Well, um, I think a large part of that came from we went on to the TEDx Hub, uh, which I'm sure which you definitely – Which we love. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we all love the Hub. <laughs> and um, we kind of looked at other events and how they've looked for different speakers that fell into certain categories. So we've looked for things 
um, such as the artist or the innovator or the entrepreneur or the athlete. And we try to to gain connections with people in all those different in fields. But, you know, sometimes at the end of the day, it's um, if we have two businessmen and they're great, then then let's let them You're in. You're fine. Yeah. What's the theme? The theme is evolve, but not in the sense of strict ape to man evolution, just evolve as in change and, and more specifically how we can change ourselves, our community, and then even the the world. Do Have you found yet how important it is that you have a good story around why you have that theme? Meaning you have to explain the theme to the speakers, to the audience, to the – because it's an – it's a – at least with us with TEDx Santa Barbara, the mm-hmm. theme – I literally don't know what to do first until I have <laughs> a theme. Like I know – I have a good sense of our date. Right. Um, that's kind of the only thing that gets decided is the availability of the theater. <laughs> and then I don't I don't know what to do. And so Kimberly it, it, traditionally, uh, I'll say all six shows, comes up with a theme. And then when there's a theme, now I want to understand the story behind the theme and how do we scratch the surface and what does that mean? Because now that that's kind of the why for this year. It's like we want to look at, evolve. And as you said, it's how ideas change. And and then without the speakers actually addressing the theme literally, because mm. you don't want to do that. Right, it right. has to be nuanced because what happens is the people that are watching uh, the talks later do not see all 15 talks in a row. They're going to maybe see one of them there, except for the people that are live right. there, right? What, what, what have you done or what have you discussed that you feel makes your TEDx uniquely Laguna Blanca school or uniquely Santa Barbara? I'd say um, the most unique thing about our event is, like any other school TEDx event, is that it's put on by students. And students are in charge from from sponsorship to stage design to securing audio and visual professionals to to the green room, as I was saying before. Um, I think it's it's unique because it, it kind of shows off what what high school students can do mm. and what high school students, given the initiative, given the resources, given the support, can accomplish. And, and, and I think that's powerful. When you said green room, I was thinking of a, a youth event that one of our speakers last year went to do. And we talked to him afterwards, and he says, Mark, you've got to coach these kids that they can't have junk food in the green room. (laughs) He says, I do not want chili Fritos in my belly when I step on stage. I want something. So just a word to the wise. Got it. I'll make a note of it. (laughs) Healthy snacks. And and us just doing our show, we got – we had some suggestions, a little more protein down oh, there, okay. right? So uh, we've got great protein drinks here and that are made here in Santa Barbara. That you, maybe you can get them to be a sponsor, oh, you know, to come and uh, and it's called Complete with a K. So go find those people and, <laughs> okay, and say we you. want just we want a little bit for the green room. What what is and, and you talked about how hard it is to get sponsors, but as the executive producer, 
I got to sense you've got the whole weight of this event on your shoulders, yeah. right? I don't want to make that weight any heavier <laughs> uh, than it is, but I, I can tell you're a responsible person. And so you're, you feel responsible. What, what, what's the thing that keeps you up at night or you wake up and you go, oh, God, you want to. Something that worries me is I care so much about our event and I care so much that, that it makes a splash and that it's huge and successful. But but sometimes I worry that 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 um, others won't care enough, and then I but then I come into our class and I see everyone working, and that and that fear kind of settles settles again. But but if the event does not succeed, people might may look to me as the executive producer. So that's why I I definitely think it's very important to make sure the whole team is is staying on top of things because my other fear is that we're running out of time. Which we're not. We've, we've managed to stay on, on schedule, but you know it, it's in a few short weeks, and those can go, can go by really, really fast. It blows by, <laughs> and and the the other advice I would have, and and that's why I got asked to come in because I I love doing this part. I love coaching. You know, I, I coach other TEDx events. Right. On the day of, what I want you to do because it will. Uh, it will become a blur. It will become a major life memory for you. And eventually in life, you might get married or you have a graduation or you have these other big life events that there's a ton of preparation. And then, poof, blink of the eye, it's done and over. So my my advice is to you and to the team is to be very intentional about capturing memories during the day. By that, I mean you stop and not with your camera, not with your phone, <laughs> you stop literally and you look around and you take a mental picture of whatever it is that's interesting to you. Just take a second to dip out of the frenzy <laughs> and look and go, capture it, name it, and then keep it to yourself. Do that 10 times. Okay, you will now have 10 distinct memories. And then at the end of the day, when you're home and you're done and it was a fantastic success, it's after the party, your parents, everybody's, you did, Kiki did a great job. (laughs) That's all going to happen. I want you to visualize that all happening. And now you're in your room and you're just, you're taking off your makeup and you're looking at yourself (laughs) and you're going, oh my God, you're so tired. I want you to think of all 10 of those pictures and remember all 10 of them. So you have to be really intentional about this. Okay. What will happen? You will never forget them. Okay. Wow. And even though the day will go screaming by, you'll go back and you'll think about that. Maybe the first one is standing on the empty stage. You know, I don't know what they are for you, but the, pick 10 okay. and do that, okay? Um, of Of all the things that... Uh, you need to be good at, we said 37 of them, but loosely <laughs> it's organizing, collaborating, producing, marketing, curating, and partnering. Those are kind of the buckets I look at for skill sets. Okay. Which one do you think you've got a superpower in? That's a hard question to answer. And to be honest, I think I think I might be do a better job of answering that after the event is all said and done. But but as of right now, I think... I would probably say collaborating and um, working with others, working with not only our team at TEDx Laguna Blanca School, but also with with Santa Barbara as well, collaborating with the community, as I was saying before. Yeah, yeah. 
That's a it because it is a community conversation. It, is. it really is. Now, I I got the sense in something you said earlier that this is just the first. So you're laying the yeah. groundwork for this to be. Uh, there'll mm-hmm. be a bit of a legacy, right? Mm-hmm. This is the first annual. Now, what grade are you in? Uh, I'm a sophomore. Okay, so you can you still have a couple of years. I do. Right, and so thinking about returning team members and then new team members that are coming in, so figuring out the playbook for this Mm -hmm. and I hope you're keeping good track and you've learned a lot from the hub on (laughs) on keeping track of things and how you organize and how you collaborate Um, so now you're you're eight weeks out and I have there's a lot of listeners who um, are in advance of their first event they haven't done it it's kind of the same spot which is why I love having this conversation what advice would you give someone? Now, you haven't done it yet, right? <laughs> so, but you've learned something. What advice would you give? Let, let's be very specific to the 2018 class that's coming, going to do the 2019 show. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give them? I'd say, um, kind of along what you were saying with keeping those memories of the day of event making those memories during the process because you have to remember that you're putting on this event because you like producing or you you like the idea of putting on uh, this project and creating something that's real and tangible for the entire community. So during those weeks and those months leading up to the event, when someone in your team or someone in your class does something huge, like my friend getting the big discount or finishes designing a fabulous poster that's going to mm, go all mm, over, mm. make sure to stand up or have that person stand up and announce it to the whole class and have the whole class celebrate and clap because it's it's good to remember and to mark those achievements because it makes you feel so much better and so much happier about everything that you're doing and it makes it all worth it. One of the best things you can do as a team leader, as a leader that cost you no money. <laughs> it's called recognition. Wow. Right? Recognizing, seeing growth in them, seeing success in them, seeing how they overcome a challenge, seeing something. But then as you did, have them stand up. They're recognized. That made their day. They now, as a, that, that's great for you as a leader to do that. Recognition is... Um, when, when, if, as humans, mm-hmm. there's kind of two things that we all are looking for. One is connection with others, love, friends, community, right, right. all of that. The other one is significance. Mm. I want to matter. And so by you recognizing someone, they matter. And that ticks that box for them for that day. They feel really good. And the half-life of that little session, that two minutes that they were up there, is a long time. And and that's making a huge memory for them. And I love this, that it, it's what, what you were saying was it's not the goal, it's the journey. Right, right. Right? What, um, what are you most looking forward to? So in eight weeks... My wife answers this, being done is her (laughs) answer, but what are you most looking forward to? Well, I think um, the students who are not in the TEDx class, a lot of them are a little unclear or foggy as of right now as to what this event is and everything that it will entail. So 
I'd say probably one of the things I'm most looking forward to is is seeing the shock on their faces when they, when they walk into our our gym mm. and it's all decked out and it's this huge fabulous event and they see all these cool speakers and performers and interactive galleries in booths and then the students are just blown away because their school Laguna Blanca has right. put on such a fabulous day for them and those 15 shows will go up into the library for all time yes, yes. and you're literally on and, – and you're also now on the map here because we make a big Hacking the Red Circle map. Oh, we'll wow. put a We'll put a pin right on <laughs> Laguna Blanca School. So, I mean, you'll be uh, – what's interesting, I, I was just thinking that um, I've not seen students at our organizer events. So coming up in April this year is TED Fest. Mm-hmm. which is where 550 organizers from the around the world will go to Brooklyn and will camp out for a week. And we watch the simulcast of the main TED event from Vancouver. So we watch all the shows as a group, as if we were in one of the simulcast rooms up in Vancouver. But then there's workshops and chances for us to build community and wow. meet one another and all of that. Um, it's also what's called a qualifying event. Qualifying event means that were you or someone from Laguna Blanca School to go there, mm-hmm. they take the population cap and the funding cap off. Oh, wow. So now you can have the entire school could go. It's not just 100, right? So you, the, the idea is they want you to first off do an event for 100. Then go to a qualifying event. Could be TED Women. Yeah, no, our our, our faculty supervisors actually did go to a, a TED Women. They did, and so so our license is for hundred plus. So we're having about five hundred. So you're already first. good. Mm-hmm. So I would still encourage you to go yeah, yeah. Like do good. that because it's when you see it TED done large, <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, I get it, and it's that same sense of shock and awe. When you walk in as a as a participant, I think the kids are gonna, the, your fellow students are gonna love that. So I'm gonna take our red carpet that we have, and we loaned you our red carpet. <laughs> you <I'm>, did. <laughs> there's a lot of stories have been told on that carpet, so that's an important little piece of history there. If we could turn that into a magic carpet and fly to any TEDx in the world, where would you like to go? Um. Well, just hearing about TED Women from Mrs. Aldridge, I would love to attend a TED Woman. Um, but to be honest, just as you were saying, I want to experience one of those huge TED events and, and, and feel everything that you just said about walking in and being with all those people and feeling that shock and awe of seeing that stage and seeing some of the greatest ideas of today being shared and then being stored into into YouTube or into the internet, but but being stored forever. So. There are um, so what you might I'm going to plant a seed. <laughs> okay, is uh, you do get your summers off? I'm told. Yes, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to guess your parents go on vacation. Mm-hmm. So you, as an industrious 16 year old might say, when are we going on vacation, Dad? And it's like, well, we're going to go the first two weeks of August. So now you look on, you go to the TED site where all the events are listed, and you search for August, and it'll show you all the events that are happening in August. And if he says, so we're going to Maine for the summer. Okay, great. So look at Maine, 
in August and see if there's a TEDx event, then uh, if you can connect to that person, tell them you've been on the show and you're a legit producer, <laughs> and then go watch a big event when you're on vacation. That would be super fun because I know we invited you and your crew to our dress rehearsal and then you had a, you had a bunch of you at the show so you right. could get a sense of what it's like. But getting, going and seeing more other TED events and getting a sense of what they do and how they do it and it's just, it's the best thing in the world, I think. I just love it. So my, my last question for you is, uh, the show's called Hacking the Red Circle and you know what a hack is. So a hack is that free thing that you're going to do that's going to, that makes all the difference in the world. So uh, the, the example I'm using lately is I talked to um, TEDx Kashmir's, which is the, um, the Jewish neighborhood inside of Krakow, Poland. And how cool was that? <laughs> that was a great conversation. And he had gotten advice. He said, don't be so busy on the day of that you can't let your team do what they need to do, walk out to the front door, and literally welcome every single person into your event yourself. Mm -hmm. They won't know who you are, but you're just a welcoming face and you talk to right. them because there's going to be a long queue while people are waiting to get registered. So you just work that line. That was a free thing to do. And people talked about it all day long. I had no idea that they were going to do that. I was like, hold it. I was just saying hi. And you go, no, that was fantastic. So what's your, what kind of hack do you think you have to share? Well, um, first of all, that sounds like a great idea. And I will definitely <laughs> pitch it to my team when we have class later today. Um, but I would say, just as I was saying before, not even so much on the day, but in the week in advance, going around and making sure every single member of our team at Laguna Blanca knows that, as you said, they matter and that what they're doing is important and what they're doing will leave a legacy forever, essentially. And so I, I want to make all those moments count. And, um, and, I, and I think that's important because, because as I said, that, that makes it worth it. And I, I can't add anything to that. That was <laughs> Kiki. That was fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us on Thank Hacking you. the Red Circle. And I wish you so much luck and success. You guys are paying attention to all the right stuff. And then there's that magical thing that you didn't know was going to happen. That'll happen. That'll be great. <laughs> and then there's the um, the great surprise. And then you said the legacy that you're going to leave is is really important. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Hacking the Red Circle. Have an idea for a guest for the show? Or would you like to tell us your TEDx story? Just drop me a note in an email to mark at hackingtheredcircle.com. Please be sure to rate, write, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Makes a huge difference. And share the show with your team as we seek to grow our audience around the world. Until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for Hacking the Red Circle.